everyone. I'm Heaven. Stop it, Tracy. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Heaven. I'm Tracy. And welcome to another round of Heaven and Tracy. Hey. Everybody looks so great. Yo. I feel like you're all in a band. With the coolest band name. A collective band called yeah. This Room. <laughs> um, hi, Heaven. Hi. How are you? Yo, we're at South by Southwest. Crazy. Uh, that is a little bit wild. Last it time is. we were in Texas, <laughs> we drove by a giant flag that just said Jesus. <laughs> Several. Also, Not a specific church. Or like a- <laughs> also, a nice white lady was talking about a her black colored, girl. Her me, colored and she friend? referenced her as her colored friend. And I was like, well, look at Texas. <laughs> Just being as Texas as it can. <laughs> so, Evan, what are we doing today? Okay, so we have a lot going on today. We're so hyped that we have Lizzo in oh the god, house. Oh my god, 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 oh my god. We're yes. so excited. Also, the streets have been clamoring. They have. It's true. <laughs> For the return of Tracy's joke time. I mean, I, lo- I gotta give the people what they want. I'm sorry, Evan. The I streets know you were clamoring. <laughs> And we have a brand new segment, I understand. Exclusive. Exclusive. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I Tracy. wasn't ready to. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about how folks tend to double down when they say dumb shit. Oh, yes. shit. The Roman cooks are here. <laughs> Absolutely. So people always ask us if we really drink on the show. <laughs> the answer is yes, guys. Yes. Yes, we, we do. We professionally drink on the show. Um, cheers, Cheers. Yes. I don't need water. <laughs> um, and so Brent's making a new segment The Double Down Yes I'm just saying that Maybe Donald Trump's Entire presidential Success Rests on inspiration From KFC So it's Kentucky's fault Basically I'm, I'm the problem Is how I just interpreted that So are you familiar With the Double Down sandwich Yes At KFC Yes This is the one Where there's no bread It's just two big ass Pieces of it's chicken It's just two pieces of chicken Some bacon I think And some cheese Okay wait I'm stressed out Can I tell y'all why <laughs> Because As a Kentucky native Right I be trying to ride so hard From the decent shit That comes out of my state And I feel like KFC is not horrible Uh huh I know Okay I really think it's just Better in Kentucky People be hating on them chicken and biscuits how you mad but i do want to apologize for the double down that never should have happened the double down i eat a lot of shit i would not go near that it's just too much okay please continue and you know donald trump loves him some kfc Uh, we've established this we have photographic evidence he ruins everything so i think conceptually he was really inspired here Mm -hmm. (laughs) because all he does is double down so Hmm. he kind of sort of started his whole political career by doubling down on a racist joke where he's like, hey, what if the president uh, was from Kenya? <laughs> <laughs> what if he's not an actual American? What if we asked for his long-form birth certificate? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the joke was. <laughs> Anyways, so he's doubled down a lot of terrible, horrible things he said and done. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me hit y'all with a classic example of the double down. So, it's inauguration, right? You're president. <laughs> you just became president. <laughs> what do you want to tell the American people? What is going on in your mind? Me? I'm president. Yes. Oh, shit. Um, what does I, he want to talk about? I would be like, you know what? He wants to talk about his penis. Oh. <laughs> that's not what I would have. He wants to talk about crowd size. Which means his penis. Yes. So he went to the CIA, right? He had this like speech thing where he's like, Trump said the inauguration crowd looked like a million and a half people and went all the way back to the Washington Monument. Bruh. So there are photos of this. <laughs> this did not, in Bruh. fact, happen. No, no. <laughs> 
So you, you're thinking, oh, this is a trivial matter. Maybe he'll like he could he could have easily said, oh, like from the distance I was looking at. Or, yeah. Or I was being fucking inaugurated. I don't so know. So I wasn't paying attention. It to, looked like a million people to me. I was being inaugurated, quote uh-huh. unquote. Literally <laughs> anything. But the idea is like he would have been like, oh my bad, I was mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. He doubled down. <laughs> <laughs> he got another piece of chicken. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> So he asked Sean Spicer, this is where the infamous quote comes from. Oh my God. He asked Sean Spicer on his first day at work that afternoon to be like, please explain to the American people that mine is bigger. Mine is bigger. <laughs> that was the largest audience to witness an inauguration, period. Okay. That is the classic spicy double down. Uh, spicy double down this is it, it it's prime form i think that's platonic another, form that's a number seven at kfc i think <laughs> the spicy double down <laughs> then the genius of the trump empire is that they will always have people who will want to double down for them mm. because people are spineless <laughs> that's Limits. not a joke this <laughs> is a depressing truth <laughs> so we have the spicy double down then enters Kellyanne Conway, spicy mayo double down. So this is where the, the number eight. <laughs> so this is where the infamous alternative facts quote comes from. Oh my god! Because not only did she have the spicy double down, she's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Not only can your eyes not work, we have a different vocabulary for what's happening now. So this is the standard. You you see it? The double down? I see, I see. Because where the, all the chickens are coming in? Yeah. Because <laughs> she was like, not only is he not wrong, there's just lots of truths in the world. <laughs> Expand <What>? your mind, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, this is not just a thing that Trump does. I feel like uh, everyone around the world has been doubling down. So it's, it's spreading like wildfire. Call the CDC, gonna, I would say. You know what? You know what? I... And listening, go ahead. <laughs> so you know who else is doubling down? Who? Your homegirl, Rachel Dolezal. Who's homegirl? <laughs> Can Rachel's homegirl please raise her damn hand because... Rachel's homegirl in the building. Nope, nope, nope. 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 So, what the hell is she doing? So Rachel, Rachel, if you will recall, uh, is a the former head of the Spokane, Washington NAACP chapter who claimed to be black before her parents outed her yeah, right. Uh, we're a white a woman. Word. Also, just to clarify, this is white Washington on the West Coast. On the West Coast. Not black ass Washington. No, on no, the no, no, no. So that's how you know she white for so real. So you know she's been through it. She's been dragged. <laughs> like, she's writing a book. She's still out here. But she really doubled down. She's like, you guys say I am not black. Not only am I black, I am Nigerian. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> she officially Excuse changed me? her name. And I apologize to every Nigerian. One for this story, but the pronunciation right now specifically. She officially changed her name to Ngechi Amari Diallo. Get out of my face. In a Washington court in October. Yo, your face right now. <laughs> she was just like... <laughs> she looks so concerned. She did that when, though? In October. So Ngechi is short for Ngechi Neri, which is a name that originates from, originates from the Igbo language of Nigeria and means what God has given or gift of God. Diallo, the last name. Okay, excuse me. Meaning bold. So her name is Bold Gift of God. First of all. <laughs> First of all, God didn't give you none of that shit. You stole it. Okay. Bold theft of God. <laughs> Second of all, can you be a little more humble with the bold shit? 
she she wasn't like born on a Wednesday or some shit, but she was like, no, I'm Nigerian and bold about it. (laughs) I mean, in her defense, Nigerians go hard or go home. She's not going to half-ass her Nigerian name. I'm 11% Nigerian, so please watch yourself. Skew me. I don't know if that percentage is right, but... Um, okay, so heaven, you don't know. <laughs> so I mean, I I hear you, but took uh, uh, for those the taxonomists in the room, <laughs> that was the I am not my hair double down. Oh, if you're still thinking about the sandwich metaphor, <laughs> which we're barely holding on to. Yeah, the hair is a thing because yeah. she got like fake dreads now, and I'm just like, girl, buy you a mirror. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> safety pin in my skirt and I just impaled my finger. That's Rachel out there. Oh, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to see you. you in the streets, girl. I'm going to see you. Um, okay, really so you may hurt. be thinking to yourself, maybe Rachel Dolezal and like Donald Clearly, Trump Clearly, like these are isolated humans. Other normal humans when given the chance to like right. think about what they said <laughs> or really reflect on their behavior. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that these two yahoos make this an <laughs> epidemic, right? <laughs> That's an excellent word. Thanks. Um, I would like to prevent my final example of this uh, CDC virus that is spreading. <laughs> <laughs> this is the white feminist double down. Oh, we were just talking about y'all white feminists. No. Shout out to 53%. Hey, never forget. <laughs> That's going to be the name of our one. band. <laughs> The 53%? Yes. We are the 53%. Uh, anyways, okay, so y'all know Scarlett Johansson is in this movie Ghost in the Shell. Oh, Jesus. This is, Jesus. Uh, yes. Let it out, y'all. We Look, need, I we want need that groan to be my ringtone. <laughs> I really do. So she's, ever since it was announced that she was cast as the main woman. Now, let me, let me tell you, the, the, the manga, it's a Japanese manga, uh, set in Japan uh, or a globalized Asia, which is often the setting for these things. She, there are racialized people in the universe. Like there's a, there's like a stocky sergeant guy who looks like he's clearly a white American, burly male. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Maybe Colonel Sandals. 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 <laughs> Colonel Sandals. Uh, and then there's the major who's the main character and she's clearly an Asian woman, perhaps a Japanese woman. And you've read the book, right? I have. Okay. So um, I trust you. Yeah. So, not Scarlett Johansson, who's white. <laughs> or as we say in the South, white. White. She's a white lady. White. And, you know, she's been dragged for a while now. Like, the movie's been in production. It's now about to be released mm-hmm. in the spring. It's mm-hmm. real. It's happening. So you can tell she's been thinking about it. <laughs> Uh-oh, indeed. Uh-oh, indeed. <laughs> I certainly would never presume to play another race of a person. Her wording. Race of a person. Diversity. <laughs> Diversity is important in Hollywood, and I would never want to feel like I was playing a character that was offensive. However, we're, we're hearing her. We're hearing her. Okay. Let's peep this pivot, though. <laughs> also, she means but, but she's saying also. <laughs> also, having a franchise with a female protagonist driving it is such a rare opportunity. Certainly, I feel the enormous pressure of that, the weight of such a big opportunity on my shoulders. So, can let's, I... Let's translate, please, Tracy. Okay. Tracy has a question. Um, I'm, just, I'm just learning to trace from BuzzFeed, hello. Hello. I, I'm just... 
I'm just learning about this double down theory, but here's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like she's arguing once she was charged with racism in playing a Japanese character. She's mm-hmm. saying, I hear you. Mm-hmm. But not only is this not that racist, it's actually super feminist. This is good because for women don't get a lot of roles like this. You know who knows that? Asian women. Listen. <laughs> Girl, you're right. Right. How does the where is the if she could see that, why she couldn't see the other part? You know why? Racism. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, okay, so as a professor of the double down, do mm-hmm. you anticipate that this is gonna continue to bleed out? Yes. Through the, We're gonna no. continue to follow this trend throughout 2017. I will be giving you all, all the updates, all the oh charts. There will be sandwich charts so you can order it at Subway. <laughs> We get sandwiches? Okay. The spicy mayo. No, back out. Um, <laughs> don't want it. But there will be more more updates for you soon. All right. That was that was very informative and depressing. My Thank you. <laughs> I did not notice we got refills. <laughs> no, those are both mine. You can have one. Um, it's joke time, y'all. I wasn't even ready for that. <laughs> um, Who is finally prepared for, and on time for joke time? But Me. are you? But are you excited about joke time? Yo, I'm so hyped, Tracy. Listen, she tells me bad jokes all the time, and she always says I will not allow it. <laughs> That's not true. Name a joke of mine that you've liked. See like all of them. Okay, this is not. You guys aren't supposed to see this part. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm really, I really Are am you? excited. Okay. Because I know you've been, you've been weeding some out. Yeah. I, I saw I last had, night, like, ooh, which one do I choose? It came down to, like, three. <laughs> and I, I feel like I got a good one. All right, um, I'm ready. So there's a, a married couple, husband and wife, right? Okay. Guy's name is Bob. Girl's name is Jer- Jer- Jeromina. Right? Jeromina. Jeromina. <laughs> um, Dang, Jeromina. So... <laughs> So Bob is, he's, you know, he's not to shit on all men. Hashtag not all men. Uh, Bob is a fucking man, right? So yes, all men. He's cheap. He's lazy. He doesn't like to fix shit. He leaves, goes to work, comes back, you know. Get it together, Bob. Get it together, Bob. So Bob comes home one night. And Jer- what's her name? Jeromisha? Jer- Jeromina? What was her name? Jeromina. Thank you. It's complicated. Thank you. Jeremina is like <laughs> Jeremina is like, oh hey Bob, the um, sink upstairs in the bath in the upstairs bathroom is leaking. Can you fix it? Mm-hmm. Bob says, who I look like, Mr. Plumber? <laughs> no, just that like wasn't even a person, line. maybe. Right. So Jeremina's like, okay, I see how it is. Next week, <laughs> Bob comes home and Jeremina's like, oh. Uh, darling husband, the car won't start. Can you take a look under the hood and see what's wrong with it? He replies, who I look like? Mr. Goodrich? Okay. Get better jokes, Bob. Jeremina's like, okay, okay. <laughs> the next week, Bob comes home. Jeremina's like, hey, loving darling husband, the roof is leaking. There's like, I don't know, roof technology. One of the fucking things is Roof technology, moved, yes, yes. Whatever. We're all well-versed. <laughs> can, you, can you fix it? Bob says, who I look like, Bob Vila? Who? Oh my God, this happens so often. Heaven, Bob. Everyone in the audience just gave me the face you always say. <laughs> oh, poor 
Heaven doesn't, heaven doesn't know. know. She doesn't know. So Bob Vila was like a fix-it guy who had a show. Bob what? Bob Vila, his name. So he fixes shit. So he's like, who are like Bob Vila? She's like, all right, bet. So the next week, Bob comes home, everything's fixed. The upstairs bathroom doesn't leak anymore. The roof doesn't leak anymore. And the car is running like a dream. And so Bob comes in with an attitude, right? He's like, ugh. So you called a repairman, huh? How much is this going to cost me? Because remember, he's cheap. And Jeremina was like, oh, nothing at all. And he was like, what do you mean? And he was, <laughs> Jeremina says, well, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> oh my God. I can do it. 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 Okay. She says, well, <laughs> she says, well, the repairman said that he would fix it for free if I either had sex with him or if I baked him a cake. So Bob is like, oh, so what kind of cake did you bake him? And Jeremina's like, who I look like, Betty Crocker? It <laughs> <laughs> was a good one, right? Do you approve? Will you allow it? I will allow it. Yay! <laughs> I cannot wait to dig into this interview. So um, I first fell in love with this woman's music when I was watching an episode of Basketball Wives LA, which I will not <laughs> apologize for watching because you do whatever you need to feel good. I heard her song, Good As Hell, and I was like, I need to hear more of this. Um, since then, our entire pod squad has been binging on all of her music. Facts. The latest album, Coconut Oil, is fire. All the videos what on What was YouTube. that, Tracy? Five. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, she did a duet with Prince, like it's no big deal, which means that Light Prince work. was a fan of hers, which Ooh. means how... Anointed. Listen, yes. who are we to talk to somebody yes. who... Yes, Listen, um, and she's also a classically trained flautist. Right? Ladies and That's gentlemen. That's the flute, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to our little makeshift stage, Lizzo. Hey. Hey, 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 get it, get it, hey, get it, hey, 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 oh, yes. Also, with your rum and I know, you see where mine is, girl. Malarkey, it's malarkey. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, y'all. What's up, people? Some beautiful people in the house. right. Um, we want to know your entire life story. Okay. We're going to start with baby Lizzo, your childhood. Okay. Um, we understand that you grew up in a Pentecostal church. I did. I, I being in Kojic. A, yes. I, being a black woman from the South, know what that means. But in case there are some people I don't who know don't, heaven does this. Can you explain to heaven basically what that means? Oh, I got to talk to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's oh. really awkward. My name means... I know you're like so much heaven? to people. <laughs> uh, I grew up in the Church of God in Christ, so mm -hmm. Pentecostal Church is um, a form of Baptist that is off the chain. Um, <laughs> it's though when you see people, you know, hollering and shouting, shouting, we speak in tongues. It's very spiritual, you know. And so I found that. There was a lot less actually reading out of the Bible when I would go to church <laughs> and a lot of the pastor just being like, I don't need the Bible today. <laughs> the Lord is speaking to me today. And we would just be like, all right, Jesus, you know, and we would kind of just go along with what the pastor was doing, you know. Um, so I don't know. It was very like the the church of God in you. Uh -huh. And um, 
I don't know. I kind of carried that with me for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. You know, it's way less strict. Ah, uh, that's a lie. You couldn't oh. wear pants if you were a girl. Okay. You couldn't go to the movies. You couldn't go to baseball games. Right. And you also couldn't listen to secular music, right? It was the devil. So, do you do you remember your first secular song? Yo, people been asking me that. I will say the first time I connected to a secular song, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm missing out. <laughs> my this dude on the bus, he was like, Let's rap. Hey. And I was like, I was like, what is this? What is this thing you're doing? <laughs> what is this thing you're saying? You know, Where are like, the tambourines? I don't yeah, understand. He's like, it's it's a rap. It's a rap. It's a rap. I'm mm. like, oh man, I'm missing out, dog. You got to turn on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> So, is your family still coaching? And if so, how do they feel about you making songs about your ass getting thicker and thicker? Woo! You know what? Thicker I mean, thicker. the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not lying. Uh, well, <laughs> I feel like I had this rule. Like my great grandma, Mama Kirkwood, God rest her soul, she lived to be 106. Shout Ooh. out, hey. Um, but when she Christ. was alive, I was like, my rule is I can't make music that she wouldn't approve of mm. and that if she heard, she would be upset with. So that kind of restricted me a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where Batches and Cookies came from. I could say bitches and looky. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, but then <laughs> that is so cute. I got to this point where in my life where I was like, yo, I got to just do me. Mm. And we played Detroit where my whole Kojic family lives. And they all came to the show and they're so supportive of me and they're so proud of me. That just goes to show you got to do you. You can't mm-hmm. let nobody hold you back. And, you know, God's cool with it, too. I talk to him every day. Yeah. <laughs> he probably a fan. Like, oh, like that lady yeah. single girl. Like, girl, you killing it. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, you grew up in Detroit, but uh, were, grew up in, also in the Houston area. Yeah. So I heard a story that you <laughs> skipped school in the fifth grade to go to a Destiny's Child concert in a Walmart. Yeah, I did. On Dunville. And, uh, yeah. Please talk us through that entire day. The, right. Just the entire day. Is any, you know hey. Walmart on Dunville and Westheimer? What? Yes. You do? Yes. <laughs> it's funny because I, I actually got to sing with Michelle Williams at okay, Bonnaroo. Please, the whole story. And I walked up to I her and I was like, beginning Queen? <laughs> um, I skipped school to see you sing at Walmart. <laughs> and she was like, you know how many kids told me that Aww. they skipped school to see Stay in school. <laughs> I was like, Michelle, I'm a grown ass, well, I'm not in school. <laughs> I graduated. I made it. You know, I but made no, it. I, made I remember it. my sister, like, they called my name over the intercom and they were like, you know, get your ass out of literature. Your sister's here. I was like, yes. So my sister was like, we going to see Destiny's Child. How old was your three. sister? She's five years older than me, mm. so she she was her ratchet at skip school too. <laughs> she was in a more important place in her scholastic career. And she still she was like mm. SAT prepping and was like, nope, gotta go to DC three. She scooped me up and yo, so it was so many people. Everybody thinks that it was like Beyonce sitting on a stool in a Walmart, mm-hmm. you know, next to the plastic furniture. No, it was like <laughs> massive. It was like people everywhere. It was an outdoor stage they built next to Walmart. What? And yeah, girl, it was lit. This it was Walmart so lit. Back when CDs were like a thing. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So they were on stage and they did the gospel medley. And mm. I don't know if any of y'all know the old school gospel medley they used to do, but like. Starts with Amazing Grace. Mm. Thank you, Lord, <laughs> hallelujah. Anybody who knows can do the three-part harmony with me. I'll holler at me later. But like, I'm taking myself so, <laughs> Right. She said, turn my mic off. <laughs> anyway, I can't tell a story without cracking a joke. But um, <laughs> So then they got to the amen part, and everybody's just like, 
watching, mm. tears and eyes, goosebumps. And I was like, I want to make people feel the way that they're making me feel. And I was mm. like, I want to be a singer. And I decided then that I wanted to be a singer. In the fifth grade, I was like, still, I was a flutist. I just started mm-hmm. playing flute, but I was like, I'm going to write songs too, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to play my own flute in my own songs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So we were surprised to learn in your research that you spent some time homeless. Yeah. And I feel like that's definitely a thing that we don't talk about enough because as people who are privileged enough to have homes, we train ourselves, especially in big cities, to just like not even see homeless people on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and also the, when you... The privilege of stability. Yeah. It's something Ooh. that people take for granted because I know when I get like stressed out, like, oh, I'm late for work. Oh, my life is so unstable. And it's mm-hmm. like, bitch... You got an apartment and a job. Like, what are Come you doing? On. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but talk to us a little bit about, like, how you found yourself in that position. Yo, well, I would say, I mean, I would say I still am privileged in a way where my homelessness came from being very stubborn. I was alone, but I was also very stubborn. And I was in Houston. My whole family moved. And except for my dad, who got really sick, and then my dad passed away. Oh, so I was in... Houston on my own and I how old were you was mm, <laughs> how old was I Jesus I, good when they think I are blocked, you kidding me I blocked those years out but I was 20 mm. 21 mm. 21 was like is the that worst like your year thinking of my life soundtrack yeah <laughs> I'm sorry yeah just me out. it's sorry. just uh mint conditions up and they're like <laughs> synapses <laughs> um yeah, Sorry. but I was like 2021, 20, and 21 was like the worst year of my life, and I've been in all these situations where things didn't work out. I was like, yo, what is going on in my life where every time I try, it everything kind of like falls apart? It's like, does God not want me to do music? Does God not want mm-hmm. me to live in Houston, or is this the devil? You know, this was mm-hmm. my mind thinking, it was this the devil trying to stop me from my true purpose? Because everything was, yo, everything was hard, yo. And uh, I remember at the worst homeless, I was able to stay with my drummer and my band. I would like sleep on his floor in his room. His room is very small. And I also, I was like showering. The worst is when I was sleeping in my car, my sister's car that she gave me, which was like this T-boned Subaru that like the police would come and be like, are you okay? Because they thought that I had just gotten in an accident. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Every time I drove that bitch, it was like, bow. Like, imagine a car that looked like concave on one side and then a normal car on one side. You couldn't sit in the passenger. No. So I was leaning back. And I, so I was sleeping in that car and I was showering at a 24-hour fitness. I was sneaking and act like I was mm. a member and I was shower at the gym. That was the lowest, but I still was very, like, I, there is, there are many types of homelessness. Like, mm. it's a spectrum, you know, just like everything else. And I was very fortunate to be on the spectrum where I was stubborn, you know, and my mom wanted me to move to Denver with her, but I believed in my dream and life was kicking my ass, but I mm. kicked its ass back. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah, like that, I found myself there out of just like really wanting to, uh, live my the life that I thought I was supposed to live mm-hmm. and I looked around and I was like oh shit everything's gone like the apartment I had I was gone the job was gone the car was gone the money was gone and I just was like shit I have nowhere to live like yeah. who am I so but after that I kind of you know through the help of friends and life I was like I gotta get out of here and I moved to Minneapolis 
and the rest is history. But yeah, why did you crazy. choose Minneapolis? No, I don't know. That's really? a wild state to pick. Yo, so I don't let me know. go to Minnesota. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, why did Yachty choose Minnesota to mm. sing about? You know, like, there's. So, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Like, yeah, I tried to make Yachty poetic. What? Yeah. I <laughs> um, I feel I, I was a slightly younger crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in whimsy. Like I, I believe in the universe kind of moving you. And I was like, I don't know where to go. And this dude was like, yo, if you come to Minneapolis, you could stay at my parents' house. You just sing in my band. And I was like, okay, I'll sing in your band. And mm. I'll stay in your parents' house so I get on my feet. And um You didn't know this person? <laughs> Oh my god, what if he was just like some dude? <laughs> Who is the person? On my MySpace. Hey. hey. He just commented on my MySpace. Hey, so little I went girl, on Craigslist. You can live with my mom. <laughs> no, you know what? He was sending me tracks, and we had an online relationship where he was sending me tracks, and I would sing in like a little video and send him the video of me singing on his tracks, and he was like, oh, you're good. We should be in a band together. And I was like, all right, I moved to Minneapolis with him. I had no idea that there was so much culture and so much music and that mm -hmm. Prince still lived there and that I didn't know that it was so popping in Minneapolis and I feel like a lot of people think like, oh, you know, you went to the city to take advantage of a local-centric scene and that's not the case at all. I went there because I had no other choice and I had no idea what was going on in my life and I was like, if I'm to be in Minnesota, my mom, I remember she looked at my ass and she was like, if it doesn't work out, you can always come to Denver. Because <laughs> like, we were like, Minnesota? <laughs> but shit, man, look at it, man. Minnesota is the most wonderful place. Like, the music there, y'all, you think, if you know an artist from Minnesota, there are 20 more that are just as amazing or even better than that artist. And they're all just like, you can sell out 10 shows in one night there from local artists alone. Wow. The culture is so dope. What do you think it is about Minnesota that makes that, happen i think it's the weather i really do i think <laughs> it gets so fucking cold that you have nothing else to do but sit in your room and create something and everybody's trying to create and i think that they also were had pioneers there that believed in uh i don't know what the word is but they were very like prince wasn't the type to be like all out you know what I'm saying? He uh -huh. didn't put his shit all out in the streets. He was very like private and very creative and played a million instruments and just made music. And yeah. I think that that culture kind of spread into the people. And you had, I mean, you had all time. You had Atmosphere who did that shit too with the Rhyme Sayers shit with hip hop. And there was just the people who blew up out of Minneapolis always invested back into Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. So the people of Minneapolis wanted to be like them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How did you link up with Prince? Oh, girl, you don't just link up. I mean, <laughs> where you at, Prince? Prince where you at? you into his world. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't link up with Prince. I don't know. I, Yo, like, I don't know, man. How did your universes collide? He saw me in a documentary, a local documentary, on, like, local Minneapolis artists. And he, Third Eye Girl was one of them because he was like, this is my group. Mm -hmm. And he was like, who who are these girls? Because it was me and my DJ we were in a girl group. He was like, who are these girls? You know, you, <laughs> and we <laughs> were like, the name of the group, the chalice. And, um, he like DM, not DM. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm in 2017. Like every day. Prince slid in my DMs. He slid in the DMs. No, he emailed uh, the radio station and said, um, I want to work with these girls. 
and summoned us to Paisley Park on Easter Sunday. What? It was crazy. On Easter? It was Easter Sunday. I was like, this is so appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> he is risen. <laughs> and I don't know. It was, I, I, it's still very surreal for me, like to think about that, like, you know, a, with us or not physically, like that is just such an honor that you can't even really register. It's not almost like, if you went like skydiving in Costa Rica and then like 10 years later, you kind of forgot you did it because it was so like, but did I die? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an anxiety blackout almost. Right? Yeah. Or just it's uh. like, you just can't even believe that that's your life. Y'all yeah. ever feel like that? Like, I don't know. Yes, Sometimes you're like, absolutely. is this my life? Yes. Like, yes. There's yes. a Nora Ephron book called I Remember Nothing. <laughs> I, I feel it. I Could feel also it. be the Heaven of Gatsby story. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So let's switch it up and talk about coconut oil. Mm. Yes. Your new your new work. Um, hey. wow. Patch your head. Yes. Mm. Um, so we had heard that it was supposed to be <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm heard getting comfortable, excuse me. What had happened was What happened was, fun fact, we have a segment on the show called What It Happened Was. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Um <laughs> but so we heard that it was gonna be called something else. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you switch it to coconut oil? Like, tell tell us about the impact, like the meaning of coconut oil in your life. Yeah. Ah. Oh, what okay. miracles yeah, has coconut oil what I'm done? Sure every, well, all the black girls got a testimony <laughs> about coconut oil. <laughs> if it changed your life, <laughs> I see you in the Ooh. back. <laughs> she said, "Come on, sister, Hallelujah, yes, Jesus." Yes, Ooh, shaba shaba ha ha. Shando, shando. Shut up, Honda. I well, I will say, I had a major life change one day when I realized the principles to having a happier life. One of them was please don't text that fuck boy back. Another one was hush her business is not yours. Okay, okay. Uh Uh-huh. Come on, Jesus. Another one was yes, you can eat that. If I didn't eat these, I would throw them on the ground. Obama Mm -hmm. said it, y'all. Yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Si, se puede. Um water and lastly um <laughs> coconut oil and mm. i i started to think about that idea like my brother is such a um he's an apothecary and he's just super into things and he was like you know you can brush your teeth with coconut oil you know you could do mm-hmm. and he and i started learning more and more about the benefits beyond like us just greasing our scalp which mm-hmm. i've done and what we have done for generations Listen. like look oh my god side <laughs> note this girl this indian girl She's so cool. Oh, man. What's your name, girl? Mm, can't think of it. But anyway, <laughs> I was like, I want to give her a shout out, but I can't. She came up to me and was like, look, hot oil treatment. She was like, the my people, my mm-hmm. girls, Indian women, for literal generations, centuries, eons, we've taken coconut oil. We heated it up. And at night, you lay it in your scalp in a certain way and you braid it or not braid it but I forgot what she said, but you flatten it in a way, like twist it down uh-huh. and then you're your hair is shinier, thicker, fuller, more resilient. And I was like, girl, you know, we got the same thing, girl. It's called yes. greasy scalp. And sometimes we call it blue magic. <laughs> Ain't that funny? Sometimes you call it royal crown, too. Okay. So um, I, uh, I realized that beyond greasing your scalp, there's all these amazing things that the earth wants to give you. Coconut oil, coconut water, coconut milk, coconut meat. All it is. Mm-hmm. There's so many uses for this thing. And I'm in this part of my life where I want to start taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Not in a superficial way, not in a, um, 
I, I went through all the motions with my emotions and I've been like, what do I like about myself? What don't I like about myself? Okay, cool. Uh, let me just work on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And coconut oil was like a leader in that for me. And I, leader, I wanted to honor yes. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was in the studio and we were writing music and my audience for a long time has been white feminists. Shout out my white feminists. Hey, hey. girls. Yes. Y'all been supporting your girl. We see you. But you know, I'm a black woman and I always come on, use yo mm. y'all, they can make anything happen. White feminists? Yo. Guacamole could be free at Chipotle. It could be. It could be. If y'all just come together. Y'all gotta come together. All you gotta do is ask to see the manager. Please. I will stand right behind you, honey. I got your back. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yo, dead ass. But um, So I, um, but I wanted, as a black woman, I, I wanted to make a song for someone like me. And I did never want to make anyone feel excluded. I felt excluded for so long from so many things. I'm fat, I'm black, I'm from Detroit, I got a loud mouth, like I'm not. I'm a lot of things that the mainstream media doesn't say is um, welcome here, you know? And so I felt excluded. And I never want anyone to ever feel that way. So I wanted to make a song that spoke to my sisters. But I yes. but I also wanted everyone to be able to celebrate too. Cause this white girl in my mentions was like, Well, you know, I use coconut oil too. You know, white girls do it too. I was like, girl, we know. Right. <laughs> we know you do. Cool. <laughs> damn. We got it. We got it. You also it. wear boxer braids. You do the whole damn thing, right. honey. Congratulations. <laughs> but I wanted to make something by me for me to someone who looked and and thought and, and felt like me and had my experience. Mm-hmm. So when I was like, you know what, let's not name this album BBW with a fat ass and cute face. Um, Cause that was the original <laughs> yes. title. Was it really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can the next album be that? What yeah. if it was that Lord Jesus? No, um, no, I was like, let's, let's name it after the song coconut oil. Cause mm-hmm. I was so proud of it. It was me. It was everything. It was, I'm rapping, I'm singing. There's a guitar solo from my weird indie rock beginning. Mm. It's a little, it's hip hop I talk about school. I play the flute on it. It's the first song that I have an actual flute solo from Sasha Flute on. And, um, I'm Sasha sorry, who? Sasha, Sasha Flute. Is this, who is Sasha Flute? That's my flute. flute. Hey. Oh, that's the name of the flute. Yeah. I thought that was your alter ego. Like when it, you have she the is. Flute. Oh, okay. I'm into it. Yeah, she, she is my alter ego. <laughs> yeah, so I named it after the song. I was so proud of it. So uh-huh. yeah, I'm glad everyone connects with it though. Everybody uh-huh. out here. I mean, if y'all don't know who, I know a lot. I mean, look straight up. I'm gonna just keep it real. Like I'm relatively unknown. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we lay low. I'm not like a thirsty bitch. So. <laughs> I'm not thirsty for people. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Thirsty for the fame and shit. But when people discover me, they're friends for life. So I hope mm. that if you have not heard of me before today and you're here because you're huge fans, which I truly believe most of y'all are, um, <laughs> find me, seek me out, let's be friends. Because that's be what I'm doing. We be putting the people on. We be putting them on. Y'all be putting people on. I yes. appreciate y'all. We be trying. We be trying. <laughs> so one of the things that we love most about you, I mean, it's hard to pick out what we love most. It's impossible. But one of the things that we love very much about you is how positive you are and how body positive you are. Um, uh, I have no choice. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you have a choice? I just feel like, why would you be body negative? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pass. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> it's, a, it's a no for me, dog. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. No. Yeah, bro. <laughs> um, so I'm addicted to your videos because everybody is just, first of all, just, just glowing. 
I'm, I, get, I like, need a word strong glow. and beautiful, but like, <laughs> it's like the sun, right? Decided, uh-huh. walk with me on this. Okay. It's like the sun decided to split itself into different pieces, mm. grow legs and walk around. Uh-huh. Get a weave. And be like, um, get, get a, a weave. weave. Put on a bodysuit. Yes. Stand in a fountain and twerk. That's what your, that's what your videos are like. That's what the sun like. is doing. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about excuse me specifically. <laughs> yes, Appreciate that's it. my favorite. <laughs> but I feel like for me at least, like when you see somebody who just exudes so much acceptance and self-love, it's like, do they ever have bad days? Like, have you hit a point where like you every day know who you are and what you are and you just like never go back to that, like the low point that you were at before? Mm, 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 mm. Jesus I do I have bad days and somebody DMs me and was like are you really as confident as you seem and then she and I was like wait what the fuck right then, but then she kept going and was like because I have a friend who needs help and I was like okay uh. but the first line I was like this shit coming <laughs> right. for me real quick <laughs> but um yeah I think I'm loud and I'm honest and I think that that is a form of confidence but on the other side of that, like, as much as I try to practice self-confidence and self-love, there are days where I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. I promise you, I was, it's funny now, but, <laughs> like, three days ago, I was so sad. I was laying in bed in a towel, crying with sunglasses on all day. <laughs> and relate. my sister walked in the room like, <laughs> why do you have sunglasses on? <laughs> you could have cried without them. Like, <laughs> So dramatic. But like there's days where I do get really sad and it's I realize though, you have to realize the source of your sadness. I think that some people get sad and then they just continue to be sad without finding the source. And I know that it's a privilege to be able to do that because a lot of people deal with clinical depression and clinical sadness and actual chemical imbalances. But I and, and I think that everyone deals with it on a spectrum. And when I do, though, I really work so hard to try to find th- that trigger. I think that we're, especially women, black women too, but women, we're born and we're given all of these like subliminal landmines, you know, like, you know, this is how a man is supposed to treat you. This mm. is how your life is supposed to go. This is how your hair is supposed to look. This is your body supposed to be like, um, this is how your vagina lips are supposed to look like all, all of these triggers, these, or these landmines. And, and you don't even know that they're there. And when you get older, you come across something. Say you see a photo in a magazine of somebody who looks the way you were programmed to think you're supposed to look. And you look in the mirror and you don't see that boom, like the landmine goes mm. off and you don't even know where it came from. You're just like, I hate myself. I hate it. And it's like, where did that come from though? You have to find that landmine or that trigger and try to heal yourself from the inside out. So when I go through that, I'm sorry. I'm just, <laughs> this is a word right please, now. please continue the sermon. <laughs> it's true, right? I was sitting there. I was so sad. I was so sad, and I was like, "Well, this is how I was supposed to look at this point. I've been working out, and you know, I have this shoot coming up, and then I still have the back roll. That was the one back roll I wanted to get rid of." <laughs> I was like, where is this coming from, you know? And um, and you kind of just have to let it pass and heal yourself. That shit is wild, though. Every day is going to be different, though. 
remember that mm. like when you're sad i was so y'all three days ago with them sunglasses honey i was like <laughs> how am i gonna go to south by southwest and be happy and like Aww. hang out with my friends and, and i'm like yo you just gotta not think about that day think about today and realize that tomorrow is an opportunity for it to be different you don't have to always assume it's going to be better but it's it's going to be different and i can i can t- i'll take different <laughs> i'll take different any day <laughs> <laughs> we need a collection plate yeah, to pass around. Plate. Yeah, I need I need a new hair weave, so we're gonna pass around yes. a collection plate <laughs> in the name of Jesus. <laughs> so since you are our queen of self-love and self-care, um, we thought we would do something a little fun and we solicited from our Twitter followers mm-hmm. some pep talks that they give themselves. And we thought that they could only be more they could only be made more beautiful if you sang them. Are you down for that? All right. Oh, I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's do it. I feel like I should do these in different styles. Listen, you are the musician. My job is to read who these tweets are from. That's it. (laughs) Would you like to take the first? Sure. Skill me. Skill me. Skill me. First one. (laughs) Sorry. Coffee Spoonie. Yes. Coffee Spoonie. Coffee Spoonie said. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, how I'm going to do this? Should I do this like soulful? Oh, yeah. I'm going to do this like a Disney, a black Disney princess. Oh, my God. Yes. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. (laughs) I tell myself it's just my vessel, a box for my soul. I can still do a lot And what I'm physically capable of Doesn't matter when I'm not limited In my mind (laughs) What's that word again? Spoon (laughs) Coffee Coffee spoonie Coffee spoonie girl So like real quick I knew this was a good idea when we thought of it But this is so good (laughs) Okay also we should have said that A lot of these are Twitter handles that we don't know. Yeah, the story is, behind can't uh, pronounce I don't know them. if this is Coffee Spoonie's government. Like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Yo, what if her name was Coffee Spoonie, though? It might be. It's a lovely name, Coffee Spoonie. C.S. We Shout love it. So this next one is from HNAV. Nav? I don't know. H-N-A-V. H-N-A-V. I'm going to do this one like like, <laughs> like a guitar, like a coffee shop guitar girl. Yes. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm Taylor Swift. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Young Taylor. Should I do it like Taylor Swift? Yes. <laughs> no matter how I feel, every night I look in the mirror and say, you know what? It's not that bad. It's actually pretty good. Yes, Young Taylor. <laughs> Was I wrong? Was I wrong? <laughs> that was lovely. Um. I've been directed to do this last one because neither of us knows how to say this because we don't speak French. Uh, The next one is from Cafe Shot, Chate, Chate. We have one job. That's how you say it. There you go. There you go. All right. And this will be our last one. I really want to do this one like Juicy J. I don't know why. Please do it. I really do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, oh man, I need like a beat. <laughs> I mean, like okay. I can't make a beat. I don't know. I, know, I'm, I was gonna be like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, uh, that's it. 
Look in the mirror, do a slow turn and say, Damn, my you looking thicker than some oatmeal. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Yeah. Damn, bitch. Young Juicy J, everyone. Young Juicy J. Bye, Juicy. Bye, Juicy. Oh, my goodness. How y'all doing? Y'all having fun? That's what's up. <laughs> also, tell everybody where they can find you and your work on the internet. Oh, yeah, dog. Find me on, this, on the uh, Instagram, on the Snap, on the Sizzle, the Twitter. <laughs> Everything. If you type in L-I-Z-Z-O, you'll find me. So I'm Lizzo Be Eating and on Instagram. And I'll have so many naked photos and twerk videos. The, oh, my God. Yeah, the ladies will love it. The slow motion twerk videos? Listen. Though? I call that the waterbed. Hey. Hey. That's the waterbed. <laughs> Listeners at home did not see that hair flip. That was in, but they heard it. They heard it. <laughs> it was like, whoosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Lizzo. Be eating on Instagram and Lizzo everywhere else. You just find me and be my friend. Oh. <laughs> Lizzo, thank you so much for being here with us. When you're in New York, find us. I will. Okay. Thanks for the this alcohol. This has been a joy. Yeah, get some more. <laughs> Throw it back. Girl. I want just another round. You got. Y'all, we have reached the end of the show. Oh my gosh. I know. Well, not technically. We still have to do rounds and credits. Oh. Heaven. Yes. Can I sing the round song? Ooh. <clears throat> Baby, come through. You deserve rounds tonight. Incredible. From somebody on the internet. Incredible. <laughs> Who's your round for? Okay, Tracy, have you seen the documentary Tickled? Mm-mm. Have y'all seen the documentary? Okay, there are some eyes tickling? in the room, so they know. They know. <laughs> Is it about tickling? Okay, so let me... I'm going to just give you the setup, and then you just have to watch it, because it is a roller coaster. I already don't like it. <laughs> tickling stresses okay, me out. So there's this New Zealand reporter, and he stumbles upon this video... Tracy's already out. <laughs> ...of uh, an international tickling contest. Uh, it's like it, it, it seems a like contest? it's like competition uh, there's this video of boys sort of it looks like they're wrestling but they're literally just tickling each other their hands are tied their feet are tied and then it's like endurance tickling how are they tickling if their hands as was gonna shut up no, how there's another they- person oh there's another person so they're like somebody's tied down and someone's on top of them tickling them until something until and so, so that's what? the video he stumbles upon. He's like, looking like y'all, like, what is this? <laughs> what are you talking about? So he writes the, the company an, an email. He's like, hey, I would love, uh, there's a, a, an event he finds in town. Hey, I'd love to cover it. He's expecting a yes or a no. Well, he gets back. He's <laughs> like, we do not want to be associated with homosexuals. We hear that you are a, this, these are the kinds of proclivities you get into in your in your personal life, and we don't want any journalist who is a homosexual this to be like turn. associated with our event. How did so, it become a hate crime? So this is literally like two minutes into the documentary. <laughs> it's like first you think you're gonna get competitive tickling, and then now we're in a hate crime. <laughs> Story of my life. Am I right? <laughs> 
saw this guy's obviously like, okay, let me look into this. (laughs) (laughs) And like, uh, he gets an email from these people. They're flying out from New York, uh, from the States to New Zealand to tell him to stop his inquiries. Like, stop looking into this. So he's like, well, that escalated quickly. (laughs) I'm going to look further. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that adventure is the documentary. He's like trying to figure out who's behind the association. At first, he thinks it's a woman. Maybe it's a man with a surname. There's all these like tax code loopholes someone's jumping through. And then uh, because the people behind it did not want to be found out, it's one of those documentaries about a person who does not want to be seen or heard, like Mm. Steve Bannon. (laughs) I want another one of these. (laughs) Just about Steve Bannon (laughs) and his acid tub. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, so the whole documentary is that journey of like figuring out what's happening. They go on stakeouts. It really made me want to go on a stakeout. Let's go on a stakeout. <laughs> yes. Seriously. So, um, of course, it has darker uh, roots if we're already at homophobia just from like, hey, can I come to your event? <laughs> mm-hmm. So prepare yourselves for that. But it's a whirlwind journey, and that's all I'm going to give you. Wow. Yeah. At first, I was like, "Nah." Now I'm like, "Maybe." They had to. Pu- they had. They had. It's on HBO Go, which is where I watched it, and they published like a 20 minute like afterward of like, "Hey, we're, we have this like documentary on the festival circuit, and like some of these people show up to the screenings. We have to get security." Oh shit! It's like it's popping. It's popping. Yeah, it's a journey. Yeah. It will have screaming at the TV. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. That was so. That's tickled. 2016 documentary HBO Go. Holy shit. Who's that your round four, Tracy? <laughs> yes. It's not even, my round is boring compared to that. <laughs> Doesn't involve endurance tickling. My round is for matchbooks. <laughs> That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. What does that even mean? What is that? I, I just really like matchbooks. Why? Because I feel like you don't really, I can't when remember. When are you encountering those in the wild? I was just gonna say I never see somebody like you know how like in the old movies right I don't even like old movies but like I like the the visage of like some like gruff person it's usually a white dude but I like to reimagine this person as a black woman like leaning on like a street corner with like a cigarette hanging out of her mouth she takes out a book of matches and she like strikes it on the bottom of her shoe (laughs) that shit is dope and it doesn't (laughs) happen anymore like ever just like lighters it's like this whole world is gone for you it's gone so right can you see me just like I can. Right. I can. It just happened. I believe it. See? I buy it. See? But another thing that I like about matchbooks, aside from them being <laughs> super cool, is that they're great little mementos. And I'm such a pack rat. Like, I save each and every movie ticket stub, even after you can't see, like, what's on the stub anymore. Aww. And I just like to remember, like, oh, I remember when I was at this place on this particular day with this particular person. So whenever I'm at, like, a bar or something, I will grab, like, a handful of matchbooks. <laughs> Where do they have those? At, okay, that's another thing. <laughs> I'm so you don't confused. see them that often anymore, but a lot of times, like bars and restaurants will use them and they'll have like their little logo and stuff on oh. them. And I just think they're really cute. Also, when you blow up the bathroom, everybody knows, go get a match, <laughs> strike it, light it up. Oh, you smell it. I honestly never understood that. I thought that was like a cartoon thing. No, that's real. The so smell of it just walk like. Me through that process. So you pooped. So. <laughs> so. You know what? We're family now, so this we is We are happen. family, I told y'all. <laughs> So, so, so I pooped. I put my squatty potty away. Yo. I got a squatty potty and it's banging. Tracy, no one knows what that means. Okay. Okay, real quick. The squatty potty is just like this little like stool that you put like right next to your toilet so that it elevates your feet and it like relaxes some muscle in your booty hole. 
so that everything comes out quicker and easier and so cleaner. About the angle of your feet? Yeah, so we're naturally supposed to like squat when we poop. You know how babies will like go hide in a corner when you're potty training them and just like squat down and just and just like strain? That's it's how we're supposed to poop. It just makes it easier. Kind of like the same way that we're supposed to give birth standing up because laying flat on your what? dumb ass back doesn't make I'm any sense. Gravity! Up. Yeah, it just like helps. It's like this is taking we're, a turn. we're going places. <laughs> but like giving birth, laying down is like trying to use a sliding board laying down. You know? It's just like mind you, I've never had a child, so I don't fucking know okay, what I'm talking about. Go. Okay. Let's go back, let's go back to, to the, the matches. To the matches. So everybody get a squatty potty. You put your squatty potty away, you do what you gotta do, you freshen up, you clean up. If you live with somebody else, you're like, oh shit, I don't I don't want to do this to someone else. <laughs> yeah, you know what's going on in here. Right. So literally you just you take a match, you strike it. It's pretty. You watch it burn a little bit. And you just like blow it out, throw it away. And like the smell of the smoke and like the sulfur that's on the coating of the match head just like mm-hmm. overtakes everything. So you, this presumes you have matches on you at all times? On the rare case. Well, see, or which brings me back to my round. I've started collecting matchbooks. And I've got like this little jar that like I actually want to fill up with matchbooks. In your bathroom? Uh, it's on my bookshelf, which is not okay, very that's functional. Not useful. <laughs> I'm going to change that. I'm going to change it. I will allow it around yeah. for matches. Yeah. Also, you know, mail me a matchbook, everybody. I would like to collect matchbooks <laughs> from all over the world, all over the country. I'm sure it's not a hazard of any sort. <laughs> oh, shit. It might be. Never mind. Don't mail me a matchbook. It's a strange mailing request. <laughs> <laughs> Bring matchbooks to shows? Again, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I like <Security>. matches. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. We gone over time. We are probably. Yeah. Haven't we made it? We made it. That was me the whole time. <laughs> that wasn't you the whole time. That was me the whole time. <laughs> I haven't got better, yo. You you've been fantastic. Thank you again to Lizzo, who is probably off to her next show, which yes, I hope everybody uh, will go to. I want to go. She has a few shows at South By. Yes. So, um, if you can't catch her today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can find her on Twitter at Lizzo, that's L-I-Z-Z-O, and on Instagram at Lizzo Be Eating with a G. Don't forget the G. Thank you to PRX and iHeartRadio for having us at South yes. by Southwest. Yes. This was so freaking fun. And thank you to everybody. Who was here in line at like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning sitting in tweets? Yes, Yo. front row. Yes, front row. <laughs> Did that. We appreciate it so I much. I love when our fans become friends. Oh, it's so cute. Oh my God, it, it is so cute. It. Also, we had Meg had the idea to bring y'all donuts, but we ran out of time. But we were going to bring you donuts. Here are our conceptual donuts. <laughs> Imaginary donuts. <laughs> um, shout out to the Pod That's Meg Kramer in the corner right That's there. That's Meg Kramer hey. in the corner. Here's Eleanor Kagan hey. back here at the buttons. Um, who produced the episode with support from Nina Patuck and Julia Ferland. We miss uh, you, booze. <laughs> shout out to our in-house musicians, Miss Jean Gray and Don Will. You can follow Jean Gray on Twitter at Jean Greasy and Don Will at D-O-N-W-I-L-L. Follow Heaven on Twitter at Heaven Rants. Follow me at Broken McPoverty. Um, email, Twitter, Facebook, another round on all of the things. Um, find us, rate us on iTunes, tell a friend, hashtag tripod is a thing where you tell someone else about your favorite podcast people don't be knowing about podcasts y'all. they don't be knowing give them the gift of another round yeah and that's we all will, i'm saying we'll even allow you to suggest other shows we will allow it if you use the tripod hashtag otherwise i will not allow it i will hunt no, you down no <laughs> um subscribe to our newsletter it's really freaking good you can do that at buzzfeed.com slash another round slash newsletter we have merch um go to shop.buzzfeed.com to get yours drink some water take your meds call your person refill your floss 
situation. I just you ran out of flaws situation. And I've been stressed out a lot. All right. Hey. I think we're done. Thank y'all so much.